The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals being interviewed and do not necessarily represent those of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Brianna Price. Each episode, I get the privilege to speak to the amazing people taking Winter Haven and its surrounding Central Florida area to the next level. We're future-focused, celebrating our entrepreneurial history and leveraging it for our bright future ahead. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of our sponsors who believe in advancing commerce and community here in Winter Haven. We'd like to welcome and thank Advent Health for sponsoring season six of our podcast. Hi, my name is Dr. Olamide Oshikoya, and I'm here to tell you about the partnership between Advent Health and Rothman Orthopedics that is revolutionizing how care is delivered to patients in Central Florida. As a shoulder and elbow orthopedic surgeon for Rothman Orthopedics, I offer specialized tailored care to treat conditions such as arthritis, tendon disorders, bone loss, fractures, and instability. My team and I at Rothman Orthopedics have partnered with Advent Health to provide innovative expert care for joint treatment and sports medicine intervention. Our offered care is tailored to meet each patient's health goals. Next day appointments are available. Please call 844-407-4070 or visit us at transformingortho.com. On today's episode, we speak to the City of Winter Haven's Director of Public Safety, Charlie Bird. Charlie shares about the collaborative approach that the public safety team is taking and the impact it's having on Winter Haven. Welcome to the podcast, Charlie. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you. I know you've been on the podcast before, probably been a couple years, so we're happy to have you here to chat a little bit about, you know, everything that public safety is doing um, and how you guys are really being so collaborative here in Winter Haven. So, um, you know, we had you at our uh, last Coffee and Conversation of 2022, Um, and as you were talking, I just was so amazed. I didn't realize how much you guys are really taking a collaborative approach to pretty much everything you guys do. Um, and that just struck a chord because I was like, you know what? Next season is all about collaboration. So, um, Charlie's going to be tired of talking to me after a while because we've been, um, sitting talking about collaboration for a while, but thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Um, uh, before we get started, um, I would love for you to just share a little bit about yourself, um, maybe how you came into the position that you're in now, just for our listeners who may not know who you are. Okay. Um, my name is Charlie Bird. Uh, I am a lifelong citizen of Polk County, born and raised, actually born in Winter Haven, raised in Auburndale. Oh, nice. Uh, so, um, so I've been around for a little while, 32 years with the city of Winter Haven, uh, and about four years ago, um, uh, City manager, her at the time, uh, came up with this idea of public safety and kind of mm-hmm. combining. And so we had a lot of conversations and uh, we kind of did it on a trial basis while we tried to find a fire chief. And it worked out very well. And he was very 
pleased with the results and we kind of built it into a full-time thing, which is a little different for people to wrap their head around. So I'm always interested in uh, having a conversation about it and uh, educating people. For sure. Well, listening to you at Coffee and Conversation was super interesting and I know we'll kind of get into that um, in this interview as well. Um, So for the listeners who maybe don't know, could you share a little bit about the approach you guys have taken to make sure that police and fire are working collaboratively together? Absolutely. Um, you know, the three, the, I call them three pillars of, uh, of public safety and, and in police and fire, it's the same thing. And then you add uh, code compliance into mm-hmm. it as well is to protect life, to protect property and to enhance the quality of life in your community. And uh, as you know, that's an over uh, overall. That is the the direction that the city of Winter Haven wants to do anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, when you take that and combine the three uh, police, fire, code compliance, and then you go out and work collaboratively with the community uh, and not against each other. Not that they've ever done it before right. uh, uh, against each other, mm-hmm. but when you're on the same page, uh, having the the same conversations, sharing information, training together, uh, and then going out and doing, putting that practical application on the street, that is where the rubber meets the road. And that's Mm -hmm. where um, I think that we have, I think that puts us above most cities uh, around the country, frankly. Absolutely. Well, you know, we talked about this at Coffee and Conversation and kind of joked about it, how there's kind of this running joke about police and fire and how they're mortal enemies and all of those things. So how has kind of adopting this approach transformed how those teams interact and work together? So um, the uh, perception of police and fire being mortal enemies, um, that was never really an issue here in Winter Haven. Yeah. Uh, It's a healthy competition sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we always like to, you know, who's got the bigger su- Superman cape or who can fly <laughs> higher or what, or right, has the most right. uh, tools on the utility belt. But that's a fun, uh, that's a fun competition that takes place. But then there's a point that that has to, to stop. Right. And, and then you're working together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that we've always had a really good relationship in the city of Winter Haven with police and fire. We've just enhanced it more. Right. Um, now the guys and girls are training together they know who to contact from either side whether it be police or fire mm-hmm. um, they can ask questions sometimes you'll be at the fire station you'll see a police car roll in and they get out and start talking to people mm-hmm. um, the same thing with fire uh, we want to have a presence where if we're in the community doing a community event that you will see the presence of everyone from mm-hmm. public safety in there and um, I think I think that that the the relationship, and I want to I'm going to kind of go to uh, you heard me talk about the uh, triple certified. Yes, I actually wanted to talk about that too. Go for it. Yeah, so I think this is where it can uh, apply. Is mm-hmm. we have uh, uh, in, within the fire services, we have uh, the uh, fire investigator, the fire marshal, and unlike a lot of agencies, ours we don't rely on the the uh, the uh, state fire marshal to do our investigations. So our fire marshal and all of the investigators are triple certified. So they're firefighter certified. They are um, either EMT or medic certified, and they are police certified. Mm -hmm. So they can, at any point in time, take one hat off and put the other one on or wear two at the same time. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, And um, just as recently as as an incident, just recently where we had a um, 
a, a lady that had been um, injured pretty seriously, and it was a police action. And, you know, we had those triple certified guys that were there second or third on the scene from mm-hmm. the primary officer, and they were immediately able to first make sure everyone was safe, put the police hat on, mm-hmm. uh, be backup for that primary officer. And then when it came to rendering aid, they immediately began to apply those uh, techniques. And we have police officers that are trained uh, in uh, bleed stop, uh, mm-hmm. tourniquets, uh, CPR, and um, Narcan. We carry um, fibrillators. Yep. AEDs. And uh, so we're able to better provide services that save people's lives mm-hmm. uh, quickly. So that's where I think that that's, uh, you know, we've had good relationships. We've developed it. Is the competition going to go away? <laughs> no, you'll still see the, you know, they'll, they, they still like to argue about who, right. who barbecues better, you know, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And, that's so funny. Well, I think a little bit of friendly competition is healthy, you absolutely. know, but then once that, like you said, rubber meets the road, you're in an emergency situation. Obviously that doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's, you know, saving lives, like you're saying is the that's priority. Right. Um, but as you were saying that, you know, it makes me think it's it's very lucky that we have people who are have these, you know, multiple certifications because I was thinking to myself, if I was in an emergency situation and I needed a police officer or, you know, a firefighter or whomever, um, when they come on the scene that they have all of that knowledge to potentially help save my life, you know? So having people out there who have that multitude of, you know, knowledge is huge. Let me put that in perspective, too. Okay. Um, and it goes to the relationships we have with the county, mm-hmm. uh, with other police departments, fire departments, um, really trying to pull this all together countywide. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to go pretty far to find a county that collaborates as well as we do, frankly. But when you look at, when you're a citizen, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I say this all the time, I live just outside of the city of Winter Haven. You can okay. throw a rock and hit the city limits. <laughs> so I got police officers and fire trucks that are driving up and down the road outside of my neighborhood on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We have a, a relationship with the county where we they do our dispatch services. And if my wife or my kids were to call 911 right now, mm-hmm. I don't care as a citizen or even in the position that I'm in what color uniform shows up. Right. I don't care which fire department shows up. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my family is taken care of first, second, the property that I have, that my investment mm-hmm. is taken care of to the best that can that 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 can be done, right. the, the best services. So it doesn't matter what agency shows up. You've right. got to have the collabor- collaboration so that you, because um, that's what it, we have to focus on, not internally at ourselves. Right. We have to, why do we exist? Mm-hmm. We exist for the our customers, which is the citizens mm-hmm. uh, that we have to, to serve. How can we better provide that service? Mm-hmm. And that is really what, you know, to the crux of what you're talking about. And uh, and I think that's a very important point that people don't realize that, that when you have that kind of connectivity, that kind of collaboration, it saves lives. Uh, you know, during the hurricane, we thought outside the box. When wind speeds get to a certain level, those fire engines become very um, hard to get around. I didn't think about that. And a lot of times they get pulled off the road. Well, we worked two active fires during the hurricane 
Really? Where our, where our engines went out and, and fought a fire in the middle oh of a hurricane. Gosh. When the winds were reaching very high sustained winds, we had medics in low-profile vehicles with police cars uh, or uh, SUVs, and we responded to emergency uh, calls wow. during right in the middle of the hurricane. And you know, there was a point in time there was a, a family that had succumbed to um, carbon monoxide, really? and uh, our response basically saved that family's life. Wow! And had we you know just holed up in the fire department. Uh, or in the police department, wherever we were at, uh-huh. then we would not have had that service provided. So that's that's the collaboration. That's the uh, the outside the box thinking. That's amazing. That, that our uh, that our department does. Yeah, and you you mentioned it before, talking about making sure you're on the same page. And I feel like that those things cannot take place if you're not on the same page. Yeah, you know. So I mean, that's that's a big deal, and to be able to do that in the midst of you know, uh, an emergency situation for the entire area, right. you know, is a big deal. So yep. that's amazing that you've already been able to see the fruits of your labor um, as far as, you know, how important it is, how life and death it can be to make sure that you guys specifically in your, you know, business, uh, if you will, um, to be collaborative, you know, mm-hmm. that really makes a huge difference. So Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. You guys are rock stars. Absolutely. Well, you know, we're talking, we've been talking a little bit more about, you know, internal collaboration, which I think is huge because obviously for you guys, you have to be on the same page internally to then go out externally and make a difference and be effective and all of those things. Um, But while we were at Coffee and Conversation, you shared a lot about the ways that you guys are collaborating outside externally with a lot of local organizations um, to make Winter Haven a better place to to live and to work. Um, So I wondered if you could tell us maybe about a few of those collaborations. And I'm sure there were more than we talked about at Coffee and Conversation. But if there are any that you kind of want to highlight, I would I would love for you to share a little bit about that. Absolutely. For police and fire, for public safety to, uh, to, to to complete its mission, and really on the police side, it's very important because you have to rely on the community to be involved in mm. the issues within their own community to, to help solve that problem. Uh, example, um, you know, we have a homeless situation here in, in Winter Haven. It's happening all over the country. But um, if we don't, everybody expects the police to handle mental health and homeless and, and, and addiction issues. Well, those are societal issues. Mm-hmm. Those aren't, you know, the police are probably the last ones you should be utilizing right. in that, but that's always the, the first go-to. Now, when someone's in crisis and they're they're really acting out, that's a different situation. But it, it's it's working in, in, it's getting the, connecting the dots of mm-hmm. all of those resources that are out there to be able to provide for our community. Right. And uh, I think that's the outside the box thinking that that the folks uh, in Winter Haven Public Safety are doing. Mm-hmm. We we took code enforcement and took it out from under police, and it is now the third leg of the stool, is mm-hmm. what we call it, for uh, public safety. So you have police, fire, and now safe neighborhoods. Uh, we do uh, a lot of, uh, you know, instead of a adversarial approach where we cite people for. Uh, code violations. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong; it's not a free pass for people that are right. are, 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 are problem. Mm-hmm. But we help. We found that a lot of people don't really understand how to. They don't have the resources to be able to say an elderly lady, uh, widowed, and she's got 
washing machines and stuff that's in her yard that's mm-hmm. just sitting there and she doesn't she can't afford to take it to it. she don't have the resources to get it loaded up so if we do an initiative within that community we're able to provide those resources and help her get that cleaned up which then enhances that that um that quality of life right. issue because now you you're, you're getting the rats away from there you're getting all those kind of things and so it's it's a different approach we utilize we partner with uh uh, Heart for Winter Haven. They've helped us. They do the walks with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Red Cross. In fact, we're part of uh, a national event that they'll be uh, doing. Uh, I think it kicks off Martin Luther King Day, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Okay, cool. Uh, to get people to get uh, smoke detectors into people's houses that need them. Oh wow! Uh, and um, so we've partnered. Uh, we've had a lot of different people that have come out. Um, we're always willing to see what can be offered and how we can connect those dots Mm -hmm. again going back to a lot of the issues they're not police issues they're not necessarily fire issues Mm these people need to be educated and we need to connect them with the resources to better provide for them right Uh, because when i can tell you the current way of doing things uh around the country with code with cleanups with it didn't work, and if it was working, it would have already been showing some very positive right. results, and it's not. Mm-hmm. So we have to be willing to try something different, i.e. public safety, from a different perspective. Right. Have you guys seen data or anything like that as you've gone and like taken this approach when it comes to code enforcement and things like that? Like, Have you seen, I don't know, a positive reaction or data or anything like that as you guys have been doing this and i don't know how long you've been doing this also so that might affect things as well we actually started the approach um well (laughs) it goes back a ways but we really started doing uh where we brought in and and let me let me just say too that in winter haven public safety isn't just for police fire and code compliance for Mm -hmm. safe neighborhoods it's the whole entire city of winter haven team Right. When we do those, when we go into those neighborhoods and we have those initiatives, we have people from streets, people from solid waste, people from oh, wow. just about every department, uh, buildings, mm-hmm. permitting, because they see things that me as a police officer don't see mm-hmm. as an issue. And when you get out of your car and you walk through a neighborhood and you meet people and they start talking to you, they're going to tell you what some of the issues are. Right. You're going to see some of the issues. There was a particular neighborhood in 30 years. Um, it didn't hit me that there's no sidewalks in that neighborhood until we walked that neighborhood. Yeah. The data that you're talking about, uh, there's there's been several very positive outcomes from that. One, our um, self-compliance ratio, our, our self-compliance percentage, um, when we would go out and educate as opposed to here's a citation, get it fixed or whatever, how do we connect you to a resource? And I'll tell you a really neat story on one mm-hmm. of them. But um, that has the, – the, I don't remember what the percentage was, but it was well over – it was well over 50% at oh, least wow. Wow, of self-compliance. Wow. It's amazing. I think it was higher than that, but I don't want to – I don't want to get too high <laughs> up there. I believe you. <laughs> um, you know, one example, we were walking through a neighborhood – at the very beginning, and we started these walks before COVID, pre-COVID. Okay, okay. So I'll give you some other data. Uh, sure. But as we were walking through the neighborhood, um, there was a lady that had been cited multiple times for having grass that was too high. And when we started talking to her, um, she was a widow, and her husband had always taken care of that. She didn't, she couldn't get out and push a lawnmower. Right. And even if it was self-propelled, 
and a neighbor happened to see us talking. They walked over and they're like, what's going on? And so the discussion evolved. Right. And he said, well, Mrs. So-and-so, um, I, I, I'm out here mowing my yard. It's going to be nothing for me to just push my lawn over here and mow yours. Yeah. And she hasn't had a citation since then or or any kind of a, a – so finding a solution. Right. And that can include neighbors. It can include other resources. Mm-hmm. But the point is she didn't know how to do it. Right. She didn't know how to make that accomplishment. Right. So that was what we were – that's what we're trying to do ultimately is figure those things out from a different perspective as opposed to always like citing or anything. Right, right. For the – additional data to show that it works is um, we we looked at the the areas that we did our initiatives in mm-hmm. uh, six months prior to when we went into those areas and six months uh, post going into those areas okay and well we usually continue to, to to concentrate we do it about quarterly so we concentrate in that area over a period of two months to keep focused in there so that it's okay. sustained. But we saw a double-digit reduction in police and, and uh, medical calls in wow. those in those particular areas. So it makes a difference. Now, double digits could mean in a particular area 15 calls for service, but that's 15 calls for service that the officers didn't have to do that they could concentrate on being police or the medics, you know, because it was an educational side of it where, you know, don't, don't, call us because you stubbed your toe uh, that kind of stuff <laughs> right right and and people don't know so the first thing they do is pick up nine pick up the phone and call nine one one, or they call the the, the non-emergency number and say hey i need help mm-hmm. um and some of them need help for other reasons yeah. too so right um that's again that's the that's kind of a uh, a quick snapshot of what we're trying to accomplish and, and what we are accomplishing we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors The Low Payment Kings of the Mahalik Auto Group are very proud and excited to be sponsoring another season of the Winter Haven Chamber Podcast. Hi, it's Ralph Mahalik Jr., the Low Payment King. I just want to remind everybody that uh, the Low Payment Kings are four stores here in Polk County, Alfa Romeo Fiat of Winter Haven, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Winter Haven, Lake Wales Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and Poser Park Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat. And we look forward to serving you and saving you more here in 2023. We have 1,700 vehicles in stock and incoming, so we can get you satisfied today or in the near future. We're very proud of our five-star team and all the clients that we've satisfied in 2022 and over the last 57 years with the Lopin McKings Mahalik Auto Group. We look forward to satisfying you soon, too, in all departments. New and used vehicle sales, service, parts, maintenance, recalls, body shop, collision center, and a whole lot more. We're proud of all the community work we do with various charities and community events throughout Polk County. And the Low Payment Kings are very proud to be part of the fastest growing county in the state of Florida. That's Polk County. When you have time, please like us on all our social media pages and check out lowpaymentkings.com where you can get pre-approved for your car, truck, van, or SUV, schedule a service appointment, look at our career opportunities at all of our stores, and even get pre-approved for your loan or lease. Again, visit lowpaymentkings.com, call us toll-free soon, and like us on all our social media. God bless you and your family, and I wish you everyone the best of luck in 2023. Yeah, I think it's really, there's something that, I mean, you guys should be really proud of yourselves for being willing to 
get out of your comfort zone, go to these people and start these conversations. Because like you said, it was as simple as she just needed somebody to mow her lawn. I've, I've tried to mow my lawn once and it was a disaster. Okay. <laughs> I, and you know what? I had just started doing CrossFit. I was like, I can mow this lawn. And I went out there and I was like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. So an older lady who has lost her husband and her husband, you know, is the one who was doing the work. I mean, that's, that's a big job, you know, yeah. for so, so for somebody to come out and be conversational and like you said, not be adversarial, like, you know, we just want to help you. How can we do that? Um, and sometimes it's just facilitating the conversation and somebody else came along to help, you know? Yep. So I think it's really cool that you guys are doing that. Um, and cool that other organizations are getting involved like Heart for Winter Haven and, and the Red Cross. Cause those are, you know, Brad is awesome and Tina's awesome. So mm-hmm. it's really cool to see those people also getting their, you know, hands dirty, if you will. And all the city team, I didn't realize that they were out there doing that too. Absolutely. And that's that one. I really want to, I, I really want to, you know, that's a neat thing because when we first started it, frankly, it was just me walking through neighborhoods asking what you know what can we help you with, right. and then it grew and grew, and now uh, we have shoot I think the last uh, initiative that we had a couple months ago was we probably had forty fifty people out there. Wow! And um, I'm it, sure that makes it easier for y'all. I mean, time wise and how much time you spend out there and absolutely all that. and 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 it's from all over so. Whenever people are talking to us, if there's a question about fire uh, alarms or if there's, you know, the firefighters are looking at different structures and going, wow, we didn't know that. But mm-hmm. that's going to be if this is a fire in this particular area, we're going to have to we're going to take a different strategy. Mm-hmm. I've heard them talking and they've talked about that. So there's uh, it's building relationships. It's connecting the dots. It's improving the quality of life and it's preventative too. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, because when people are proud of their neighborhood and they're really involved in it, and they're really paying attention to it and keeping it up, up clean and mm-hmm. what it, where it needs to be, it, it has a tendency to get rid of the the people, the undesirable folks that right. uh, want to do wrong. Yeah, and I mean, most of those people are probably like that lady who just you know don't know any better or don't know what to do to solve the problem. You right. know, so just a matter of somebody kind of being the middleman to try to figure out what that is. So it's really, that's really cool to hear that you guys are doing that and that it's so successful. Yeah. So um, that's, I love hearing about that. So, and I know earlier we talked a little bit about um, the homeless community and Mm -hmm. I know at Coffee and Conversation, you mentioned, you know, places like the mission. Are you guys working with the mission to do anything specific for homeless or do you guys kind of just always work with the mission for maybe the things that come up over there or anything like that? So we have a CRA officer um, that uh, works the CRA district, and that's part of it. And he works with – he really is concentrated on the homeless population. Mm -hmm. We work with the mission with Pastor Dave Mm -hmm. um, on several different levels. Um, You know, there's – he works with us and helps us with around that area whenever they kind of congregate and and cause problems for neighbors. We're trying to solve those issues and – it kind of compounds sometimes when it comes with uh, homelessness because you have addictions that go, they all intertwine homelessness, addictions, um, mental. Right. You were saying that. Yeah. Uh, they almost always inter, inter, intertwine. And so you've got to figure out how to, how to approach that. And it's not an easy answer. No. I can tell you that. And then mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just working in a, you know, there's a lot of, and I hope I don't offend anybody here, but this is there's a lot of ministries, there's a lot of good people that are doing good work 
for homeless, but they work in a silo. Mm-hmm. And I would challenge them to to start working collaboratively mm-hmm. because that's how we're going to approach this. We right. have to do this collaborative. And I include us. Right. It's not it's not for us to solve, but it's for us to definitely um, work in collaboration. Because as long as we continue to work in those silos, I, I don't think we're going to solve the problem. It's it's a very complex problem, right. and we have to we have to work in a in a bigger group, uh, and and not have you know our own little world that we that we work in. Right. Yeah. So. And you know, if if the code enforcement is any example of how collaboration can really work, I mean, there it is. You know. So. Yes. I think I think you're right. It's good to have you know a ministry and to do it well. But to do it in a silo probably isn't as effective as it would be if you, you know, worked together with other people. And and, and think of it from a different perspective. You know, it's uh, you know the when we deal with the homeless, we generally think about feeding and providing, right. you know, mm-hmm. or, or giving money or whatever. Um, but if that worked, we would be seeing a lot more success yeah, than we're having. You're right. So let's let's kind of rethink it. Um, let's rethink the way that we approach things mm-hmm. uh, and problem solve, right? And not be afraid to try something new. If it fails, it fails. But you know, I don't think that's a true failure. I think that's a it can help you grow your, your strategy. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what we have to have to think about, right? Uh, from that perspective. Yeah, that's a good challenge, I think, to all of us because. I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about homelessness lately. And, you know, you want to do everything you can to help these people. You know, they're in need. You don't know their story, but you know that they got there somehow. And, you know, any of us could be a step away from being homeless. You never know what could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's all inside of us to want to help other people. But it's the how, how do you do it effectively and not just throw money at the problem or, you know, you want to feed people, but they're still homeless. You know, right. that doesn't necessarily solve it. So, you know, I think um, trying to approach that collaboratively would probably be the best bet because everybody has a different perspective and a different experience when it comes to homelessness. So, and I think we have a lot of good brain power here in Winter Haven. So, a lot of good people. Yeah, I think so. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to mention, Charlie, about maybe other organizations that you guys collaborate with, or was that kind of like the highlights? Those are the highlights. Okay. Yeah, those are the highlights. Um, there's there's a lot more. And, oh, yeah. And, and if, if there's any of them listening to this, and I didn't mention them, I'm sorry. It was not intentional. But, hey, that's okay. That's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we really appreciate that collaboration and those partners. And sometimes people come out and try. You know, the Haley group came out and walked with us and um, identified, well, this doesn't really benefit uh, mm-hmm. as far as what we're providing, but right. maybe you can help us connect them when you make those connections to us. Right. Uh, so it's 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 not a it's not a loss just because you come out and it's not the right fit. Right. But it still helps us connect the dots. Right. So and then hopefully you can plug those organizations in somewhere else. You know. Yep. And, and you cool. can't just stick your head in the in the sand and pretend it doesn't happen. Right. Um, that's you know that's you just can't do that. Right. There are a lot of issues out there that have got to be solved. So we appreciate that you guys are working so hard internally, externally, you know, with all of these different organizations to try to, you know, come up with some solutions. And it seems like you guys are doing a great job and obviously seeing some results. So you should be very proud of yourself for that. We got a great team there. Yes. The city and, um, you know, we just had State of the City pretty recently. And listening to that program is like, oh, my gosh. 
how do you guys have enough time in the day to get all the stuff done? You know, from MJ and, you know, Julie Adams and yep. you, it's like there are so many different facets. And so for all of them to be working together is actually really impressive. So you guys are doing a really fantastic job. And that's what, again, that collaboration, because the city, everything that Julie or MJ do, does, it may not have a direct impact on mm-hmm. public safety. Right. But there's an impact somewhere. There is, for so sure. So you have to remember that you're part of that whole team. Right. Yeah. And um, that's how we are successful because yeah. we realize that we are. And so we plug in the little pieces that need to be plugged in. Yeah. It's like a domino effect. Absolutely. And it's awesome. So go city team. Yes, whoop, right. whoop. We love it. So how do you think Winter Haven will ultimately benefit from public safety taking this approach? And we could probably take it a step further and say, you know, just the city of Winter Haven team, you know, taking this collaborative approach. Well, a lot of the examples we just talked about prove that. I think that so. That's going to be a, <laughs> that that's a success and right. that it can be a success. It's just a matter of continuing it. It's easy for us to get back into our silos sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we constantly have to be challenged. And that's what we as a city team have to continue to challenge each other. And like I said, we have a fantastic city team. Uh, I think you know that. Everybody, know anybody that. that lives in Winter Haven, I think, knows that. Right. And ultimately, we're going to make mistakes. Right. Um, key being, you know, there's a difference between a mistake and very bad decisions. Yes. And uh, mistakes can be painful, but we can survive them and we can grow from those. Absolutely. We're not always going to get it right, but we are going to acknowledge it. We're, I think that we've shown that we're very uh, transparent. Mm-hmm. We'll acknowledge the mistake and then we figure out a way to fix it. And it's not from a defensive posture. It's from a let's fix it and then we'll get down to the root of what happened and and make sure that it doesn't happen again. Right. Yeah, I think you guys do a great job of that. Obviously, there's going to be no perfect city team anywhere in any city. It doesn't matter where you go. There's always going to be things to improve on. So it's good that you guys realize that about yourselves. And then it's just an opportunity to keep growing and keep moving forward. Um, So you guys are doing a great job again. Is there anything that we didn't cover, Charlie, that you want to mention? I think we covered quite a bit of it. Um, I think we did. Yeah, this is um, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I think it's a program that uh, when when Mike Herr first talked to me about it, I was like, yeah, I'm not so sure that's going to be a good idea. But it, it was. It was as I thought about it and we had more conversations um, I think it's uh, an outstanding idea, and I think more cities could really be successful if they Absolutely. would work in that. Not not forcing, you know. There's there's departments around the country that have their fire their entire public safety is if you're a firefighter, you're a police officer, and you're a medic. Mm-hmm. So that's across the board. We have some here in Florida, smaller. That's not the model that we're trying to do, mm-hmm. but we certainly want to. I think I talked to you in the. I would like to add this part of it Mm -hmm. because it's kind of a plug for public safety is that it's about retaining good quality people. Yes. uh, And, and then recruiting them as well. Mm -hmm. But if you have, this is a tough job, police, fire, uh, even code compliance. It's a tough job and it wears on you before we went on air, before we went on Mm -hmm. air with this, we started talking about, you know, 25 years and, in in public safety is a long time it's a long time so anybody that can survive that and retire after 20 25 years 
that they're to be commended for that. Yes. Because that's a huge dedication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we're proud and we're happy that we have people that do that. Trust me, if, if we didn't have that, we would be in a bind. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I'm honored by them, but quality employees. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that, that we retain them. And if they get uh, a burnout or they get, uh, you know, where they're just kind of in a spot and they, they need a change, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of things within the police department that you can change to. Uh, fire. There's all op- opportunities as well, but not as many as in police. Mm-hmm. But you still can get into a rut sometimes, and oftentimes we lose those people. Those people will go off and try a completely different career, or they will try a different department because they think that'll that'll help them, mm-hmm. and then they end up getting out of the career completely, uh, which is you know that's that's not good. Right. <laughs> we don't want to lose those yeah. people that are dedicated to the career, but. In Winter Haven, what we're able to do is if, you know, you've been a police officer for five, ten years and you need a change and it just isn't, then we can offer you and put you through the academy at the, the fire academy. Mm-hmm. And then now we have that triple certified person um, that now has an opportunity to do something different outside of law enforcement or it's vice a versa. It's a win-win. It's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> because we maintain and keep that good employee yeah. in the city. It gives them the breath of fresh air that they needed to try something different. It helps their mental status. And then they can make the decision. Maybe in five years they go, you know what, this isn't what I wanted to do. I think I want to go back to the police side or mm-hmm. vice versa, back to the fire side. Um, but at least we've maintained them. And that's the, that's the desires that we can, that we can uh, retain them, keep them, and, uh, and then keep them healthy as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great priority to have. And honestly, something that I just would have never thought about, like you, I mean, I can't imagine how many officers, even firefighters, who are just like, oh my gosh, this is incredibly taxing on yourself and on your family and all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you feel a calling to do this job, how do you stay fresh and stay healthy and all of those things? I mean, that's a a tall order um, to fill. Um, But it seems like you guys are doing a great job and that's a great option. You know, and the fact that he walked in during coffee and conversation, what was his name? Uh, Officer Ramnering. Yeah, he walked in and I was like, this is a living example. You know, that's really, that's yep. really good that you guys are able to do that. You yep. know, and he's a firefighter and you saw him in a police uniform working I know. a detail. So well, when you introduced him and said he was a firefighter, I was like, did you mean to say that? <laughs> yes. Because he was dressed as a policeman. So that's, I mean, that's really cool to be able to have those options to keep, you know, all of your officers and firefighters, you know fresh and healthy mentally and all of those things. I mean, that's a lot to have to do, you know, yep. and to prioritize people's health and things like that. Yep. And that's, that, that helps that relationship yeah. because it's, they, they're from both sides. So they're, they get ribbed a little bit worse because <laughs> right. you know, that, uh, that friendly competition that you were talking right. about, but um, ultimately the relationships are, are there and, and uh, our folks it's it's really good to watch them, uh, yeah. especially at a scene when they don't know that you're watching them and the right. way that they collaborate and they, they work together. It's, it's it's very impressive. Yeah. We've well, got a fantastic team of firefighters, police officers, and uh, code compliance. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job, and I haven't even seen all this in action. Just hearing about it gets me very excited because it's cool to know that, you know, all these people are in place to make sure that we're all safe and thriving and have a great place to live and work and play and all of these things. Um, so, you know, I know you said this was kind of Mike Herr's idea to start public safety and all that, but I will say it's very important who you put in that position 
to lead that. So you should be very proud of yourself. You're doing a fantastic job. And I know you're not doing it alone. You would never toot your own horn, but I want to right now because I think you're doing a great job. And you coming out here and even speaking on this stuff just shows how much you care about it and how much you want it to thrive. And so there's always, you know, it's very important who you place in leadership over things like this. And so I think you're you're doing a great job, Charlie. Well, thank you. So thank you so much for taking time to being on the podcast. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Enjoyed it. Hello, I'm Greg Littleton, President and CEO of Citizens Bank and Trust. We are proud to be a sponsor for Season 6 of It's Happening in the Haven. January is a great time for new beginnings, and for some, this might mean buying a home. So for a limited time, we are offering a fixed-rate promotion for your mortgage needs. Whether you are looking to buy or build your dream home or renovate by accessing the equity in your existing home, let us be your first step in the mortgage loan process. Our residential lenders will work with you to find just the right mortgage with local decision-making and personalized service throughout the loan process. To learn more, I invite you to stop by any of our conveniently located offices or visit us at citizens-bank.com. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we're proud to be your bank. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Promotional offer may end without notice. Loans subject to credit and underwriting approval. Appraisal insurance and other requirements or restrictions may apply. See lender for details. NMLS ID 528015. We'd like to thank today's podcast guest, Charlie Bird, Director of Public Safety here in Winter Haven. Be sure to tune in every week to It's Happening in the Haven, available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. To learn more about Winter Haven and the Chamber, visit winterhavenchamber.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We hope you've learned a little bit about our community today and even more about the people who are shaping its future. After all, no true community exists without the people who form it. Winter Haven. Some call it a haven. We call it home.